Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You want to be on top? You're listening to Bandwagon. my hand on my hip there and all I don't know if you saw this is so weird because this is the first time we've actually recorded looking at each other in about 10 weeks yeah um and I couldn't do it it's really cringy to see your face now me that's yeah just, that's mildly hateful but all right do you mean the cringy like <laughs> those intros are cringy enough when you're sitting by yourself but now you have to do it in front of people yeah in fairness we wouldn't really look each other in the eye when we're doing them anyway, so. No. How are um, you? I'm, I would say between average and below average, I'm very. You're not good. <laughs> I'm not good, yeah. I had a, just a, a busy day that was, I would say, like 25% self-inflicted. Um, and then 75% just my normal job and work and whatever. But um, I have a. I have a lot to do. It was a very Monday, Monday, and I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to get a lot of research done for this episode. But um, then I did, and I'm excited for this, to be honest. Um, yeah. I don't I have anything else to report. Otherwise, I made banana bread yesterday. Did you do anything uh, Friday or Saturday? Did I do anything Friday or Saturday? I was off Friday. I don't think I did anything, is the honest answer we i watched drag race and then myself and yourself recorded sissy that pod yep on the secret celeb drag race which was a lot of fun i would recommend yeah i would recommend going to listen to that just in general if you like drag race great podcast um and that was it i played a lot of super mario brothers with my husband jack kept it pretty chill what about you yeah we actually didn't do anything it's the first saturday in a while where we didn't have some like team today or like try to do something because the motivation's not there anymore and um, we actually got Weiberger yesterday as a family and oh I never asked her it was 
it was quite nice but they fucked up the order big time and it was like it's in Blanche so it was too far to like try rectify um how do you how did they fuck it up though they just like left out like three portions of chips and like didn't give any dips or anything but like the food that arrived was very nice yeah I know um, that's a lot of chips to be missing and I we've gotten do you remember the way I was talking to you about watching horror movies because I yeah have, have never been I've never been one for horror movies my whole life. Like this for a long time, the scariest movie I've ever seen was like one of the late Harry Potters. Um, and not scary, like, but okay. Dementors in the in the three D cinema. <laughs> Dementors, Dementors. They're not. E- but they are not even in the last Harry Potter. What are you talking about? Are they? One of the last few. I can't remember which one. I saw one of them in the cinema at midnight, and it was spooky. Um, Amy well, anyway, gonna stab me for not remembering that. But anyway, I they're, they're there and they're milling about anyway. But carry on. We watched uh, The Purge the other night and then we watched Shutter Island last night. I you know they were very scary. I love The Purge though. The Purge. The Purge the fir- shite. No, d- don't you. One. I thoroughly enjoy Apparently the second one's better. No. Second one is grand. Second one isn't. Second one is almost on par with the first one. Tell me what is so good about the first one because I really built it up for something. And Sorry, really when they're going around with like that night vision car thing and your man is hiding in the house, that is terrifying. Terrifying. And like, I think for me, it was just scary imagining myself being in the house, being like, these people are going to call, like imagining it was me in the scenario. And then at the end, I just enjoyed it. It's Did not you know, to like, in a sense the word good. Children, like that little boy needed to be just shoved out the front door very early on and just have sacrificed yeah he yeah he yeah. solved all their problems he solved yeah. zero of their problems me and Kian are going to watch the first purge whenever we can be together the height of romance why don't you do a Netflix party and watch it with him it's not that scary like it's really oh, not scary be, at all like I just I, I'd barely be able to concentrate I'd be, I'd be typing and stuff do you know I need to just watch it like Okay. <laughs> My opinion. What do you think of Shutter Island? I love Shutter Island. I see I hate not I hate plot twists. You know me, I hate surprises. So I was like trying to guess yeah. the plot twist the whole way through. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. The girls find that quite annoying. Um Drecken. Drecken they find that quite annoying. <laughs> and then I tried to Google it. Um, but they caught me. And then it was good. It was a big twist. I actually didn't I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. Mark Ruffalo, what a man. Ruffalo I was like is he in this movie or is he not in this movie I don't really know what's going on he has no lines but he's always there uh, he, he, looks, he looks great in it he does look great in it yeah he looks fab um, yeah, now. I still don't know how I feel about it and like the ending and all do you know like it's very it's a lot of, a lot of interpretation there a lot of content to be interpreted you know is there yeah like, was it really? I don't know. I don't want to spoil in case anyone doesn't watch it, but like, there's a lot to think about. Much to think about. It's very at the end how it actually ends. Ending, like, ends. Yeah. Like, um, where he kind of turns it back again, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. That's the thing. So, is it like, is this all a ruse or whatever? Or like, oh, it's good. It's good. I enjoyed no, it, it. it was. It was all a ruse. <laughs> anyway. Also, were, you, were you talking to Leonardo DiCaprio? I didn't realize. No, but like, We'll talk about it off air because there's actually way too much to get through. We are pissing away so much time on the Shutter Island. Next episode, Shutter Island. Not as if we're stuck for things to talk about on this one. God, really not. What are we talking about today, Breeze? What's today's bandwagon? 
We're talking about America's Next Top Model. I was going to sing the theme tune, but I can't remember it. It's like, no, you're singing every song. You want to be on top? And she like looks at the camera. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we're talking about America's Next Top Model, the reality TV series hosted and co-created by supermodel Tyra Banks. Supermodel and... No, I was going to say something mean, but I won't. So we'll get into it. We'll get into just it. We'll Tyra get into Banks. It. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Simply Tyra Banks. Simply Tyra. Um, when did Tyrant Tyrant kick off? And, well, sorry, you were Tyrant Banks. That's fair. <laughs> so, like, just in terms of us watching it, I dipped in and out because, as I've mentioned so many times in the show, we didn't have Sky, but I got a dodgy box at some point in my childhood teen years and that did have sky living on it um for whatever reason so i used to i used to dip in and out of it basically and i'd love like the makeover episodes or whatever but i never followed a full season as far as i'm aware but i did really like britain's next one model which is oh no like, yeah i don't know i was a questionable child but you watched it that's a whole other episode yeah you watched it don't be rude you watched it a lot more than I did and were I watched it religiously I didn't realise how many seasons I'd actually seen or like watched from start to finish until I went back and watched all like the clips and compilations on YouTube today but I must have watched it like for probably from like season 2 or 3 up to like season 10 yeah um, because it was on twice a year for a, go- for a long time is the thing so I would have yeah. watched the whole way through secondary school and I think that's how most people would have watched it that I know anyway they're watching on a Wednesday night at nine o'clock or whatever yeah um after your homework that was like my I was the one thing I religiously watched apart from Desperate Housewives I remember you'd have to come back downstairs to watch that but yeah um, I was obsessed with it and then Hilda really got into it when she started secondary school in the later seasons um but it was a whole other show in the later seasons so like if it starts well it did start in 2003 so we'll say you started it in the second cycle which would have been potentially 2004 how old would you have been it would have been like 12 12 no interesting it would have been 11 i definitely didn't watch it that young did i but i really recognize some of the girls from season three so i definitely started around season three which would have been maybe like three years in 2006 i would have been 12 up to like 18 17 Interesting. What, so and why time. did why did you like it so much? Why were you watching it like so? I it's I watched it like I watched. I didn't really do this with X Factor or anything, but I genuinely thought I could be on it. I'm like not tall enough, not good looking enough, not skinny enough, but I genuinely was like I could do all these challenges. I could. I know how this works now. I've seen this show, and now watching it back, I'm like it looks like the like an actual mental torture thing that very few people could probably do. Yeah, I we obviously put a question box up on bandwagons and then I put a question box up on my own Instagram and someone said someone said that the series just seemed like it wasn't like a modeling competition at all. It was like let's see who breaks first. Yeah. Like, said, like an exercise in psychological torture. Yeah, literally. Um but I don't remember, I don't know why, but I used to just remember watching it being like, absolutely could do this. Um definitely couldn't. Um will I tell you a bit about it? Yeah, I do. So it's an American reality competitive series in which a number of aspiring models compete for the title of America's Next Top Model. Um, as you said, it premiered in 2003 and ran 
up until 2018 as far as I can see some places say it hasn't been cancelled and it might still be going but I can't find any record of that um, yeah. as of April 2018 24 people had won the competition and winners typically receive a feature in a magazine and a contract with a modelling agency among other prizes um, and there have been over 30 versions of the series uh, produced internationally which reminded me do you remember the model scouts on RTE yes with Erin O'Connor I don't know who that is. Oh, she's on the Irish model. She did one of the years. <laughs> there was a girl in my school in it. Um, and I remember we she used to like she was like back in school when it was airing and we used to just watch her like going around the halls. Like she was Oh queen gosh. And uh, Becky Alley, she's still a pal of mine. Good job, Becky. Yeah, and Heidi Klum hosts the German one, doesn't she? Or has yeah. definitely did a couple of series of uh Germany's Next Model. And was it Abby Clancy did Britain? Abby Clancy, Lisa Snowden. And then Rita, no, Rita did America's. Rita did one series of America, and I feel like she ran it the red. <laughs> on the UK, UK one. Yeah, I know, she just can't be trusted. Britain's Next Top Model. Holly Carpenter um, was on Britain's Next Top Model. We should have got her on for this. Someone actually oh, messaged her. Or as a contestant? As a contestant, sorry, I should say. What? We've gotten some interesting insight there. Sorry, so the all the hosts of the UK one. So we had Elle McPherson, Lisa Snowden, Someone called Lisa Butcher. That's hateful. I should probably know her. Um, she sounds like someone on Coronation Street, but I doubt she is. <laughs> Abby, Abby Clancy, um, Paul Sculfer, and Cindy Bishop. Cool. No Twiggy. No Twiggy, no. I'd say she was a judge at some stage, though. She was definitely, she was a judge, Thank a regular so enough judge on the American one. Yeah. Um, along with, like, Paulina Poroskova, Janice Dickinson. I only knew Paulina Poroskova or however you say her second name um, that's hateful um, from Start All. She got her they came what? out they came out with these like official profiles on Start All that was like you were led to believe that they like manned the doll and like the profile and whatever and they had their own wardrobe and they dressed up their own Paulina was not doing that there house. Oh no she absolutely wasn't it was like Paulina Avril Lavigne Avril Lavigne some, uh, someone write to us and tell me the rest of them. I remember Avril Lavigne was the first one and uh, the doll was like so realistic and it was like the girlfriend hair. So she was like blonde. Like, I remember that. Yeah, really, really blonde and like pink at the end of her hair. There were other people. This is annoying. Like, I check her like, Yeah. It was gases. And do you know what else that reminded me of? On Stardoll, they used to have like, it, they they had like different kinds of dolls. So you'd have like the celeb dolls that were just like, you dress them up and then you'd like the real dolls that was them supposedly manning the profiles. And then you'd like these historical dolls. So it'd be like, <laughs> to try and like teach you about historical like figures. And it'd be like, like an Anne Frank doll. No, like Florence Nightingale. There was not an Anne Frank doll. That's so problematic. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think there was an Anne Frank doll. But like, there definitely was like, there definitely was like Florence Nightingale and like, Potentially Rosa Parks or something. I'm like, well, looking... like there's no way there was Rosa Parks and there wasn't Anne. There Frank. might not have been Rosa Parks, but <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm just remembering Rosa that. Rosa Parks was sitting down like you would not get a standing up doll of Rosa Parks. That wouldn't make any sense. Oh. <laughs> we need to quickly get the show back on the road. Anyway, sorry. So it's gone to loads of different countries and it's a very successful franchise in itself. Yeah, <laughs> sure was. Sure was. Um, but it's it's mad that it was so successful because it was so problematic. And that's why we're talking about it now because people have started to rewatch it in quarantine and they've picked out like all the moments that have just like, that just would not fly today. And it's hard to believe they flew 
15 years ago. All. Yeah. 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 So this is the thing. Um, because America's Next Top Model is available on Hulu and it's available on Amazon Prime in the States. Oh, yeah. Like, like how a lot of them have been kind of getting the content, right? But um, as you said, it's people on social media have been kind of digging in and finding these clips or whatever that were could be deemed problematic. There was a guy who I think initiated the trend, but like you'll see it everywhere. Like people have been having the conversation on Twitter as well. But there's a guy called Michael Ide on TikTok. And he made this video, which was captioned, why Tyra Banks deserves to be in jail. And a feature clip from the show, yeah. Feature clip from the show. I couldn't find that one, but I found the part two of it. And we'll talk about the moment later on. But like, he basically said, like the first clip blew up so much that he was kind of like encouraged to go back and like dig deeper. And as you said, other videos kind of sprung up from that across TikTok, across Twitter, of people just basically taking these moments from episodes, like you're talking like blackface, you're talking like bullying accusations, like anything problematic that you could think of is probably happened yeah. on America's Next Top Model at some stage. So that's why it's kind of coming to the fold again and people are talking about it. Yeah. And there's like, it just seemed like the hardest game to win because the judges were constantly contradicting themselves. Um, I was watching clips earlier today and there was it was like one of the later seasons I would have watched, but there was girls in a pool and they had to do like a shoot in a pool and it, the pool was so cold that one of the girls ended up getting like, she was on the verge of hypothermia, but they were just like, as she was lying there being shot, she was like shaking and they were like, pain is beauty, pain is beauty, like power through, you know, this. how much do you want this? And then she got out and she, like they had like paramedics all around her and they were like, you know, babe, we can't read your mind. You need to tell us if you're not feeling, you know, if we're pushing you too far and all. But if she had complained for a second, she would have been in the bottom two because that's just always how it went. Um, Do you, was there anything that you remember from watching it at that age or like maybe even as you got older where you were like, this isn't right? Because like from what we've asked on Banagans and from what I've seen on my own page, like it's very split between people like, God loved it. Now look, now I look back and it wasn't great. And other people being like, God, the makeover episodes, they were iconic because the makeover episodes came kind of early in the series where obviously, as the name suggests, like all the contestants underwent most of the time these like, extreme makeovers. So that could be like all their hair being cut off, like a complete hair change, like really insane, like gentle work or whatever that just seems ludicrous there's definitely still this split between people being like, oh my God, it was insane. And people recognizing that it was wrong. But did you realize, was there any point when you watched it at the time where you were like, something's not right here. This doesn't say what you're me. No, probably not. To be honest, I just don't think I was an, a critical thinker at that age where like, I kind of just took everything as it was. So yeah, probably not. But I do remember like for the makeover ones, Obviously, I was envisioning myself being on it as well, and I was like, I would go on it. Like, if they tried to cut my hair off, I absolutely don't have the face for it, so they, I wouldn't, they wouldn't give me that. Like, they'd have to give me a weave or something. But I do remember them giving one you girl. You could not get a weave. What would, he, what would you do? I don't have a strong enough face for a, a pixie cut. Mm, they wouldn't cut your hair though. I'd, I'd say they'd bleach it or something. They'd bleach my eyebrows and just leave the rest. That could be cool. Um, don't get ideas, please, carry on. <laughs> Uh, they love the Rosemary's Baby haircut. That's what they literally refer to it as. It's just like, chop it all off. Um, yeah. But there was one girl and they told her she was getting a weave 
there was a couple this happened on a couple of occasions actually where they told her she was getting a weave and weaves take like six to eight hours to put in and you have to sit for that whole time and I remember watching one of them where they put the weave in and literally just as the eight hours had ended Jay or whatever came over and he was like so this isn't exactly how we envisioned it um and we just don't think it's doing anything for you so yeah we're just gonna take it out we're just gonna undo it all and like she just sat there for eight hours getting this wig sewn into her scalp and they had to undo it all straight away there was another girl where they only did a weave from like half her head back and she was like bright blonde and it looked like she had like a cheap wig on but it was falling off and they made her keep it in for three weeks before they fixed it it looked horrendous um and even the judges and all said it they were like this isn't what we asked for it was poorly executed but they still like made her sit with it for weeks like but then i'm wondering before we get into the stuff that is like genuinely like up for criticism and genuinely could be considered problematic as someone who has worked in television like there is there is an argument as well that's like well, obviously they're going to do that and they're going to go for the most outrageous makeovers and they're going to try and push the boundaries because, like, at the end of the day, it is a reality TV show. 100%. There was a girl, I can't remember her name, but she had, like, she was a pageant queen and she had hair down to her waist. And they were like, oh, you, your hair, you have such a beautiful face. We're just going to cut it all off. And they're all just standing there, like, hands on their hips, like, laughing and smiling away. And this girl, you can just tell, like, it's her pride and joy and it just breaks her heart. And they literally cut all her hair off. Um, and she like bawled. Like they all, a lot of them do ball crying. You, They just want that reaction though. And then she, I think they cut it all off. She had like long brown hair, cut it all up really short and bleached it. And then she did her first challenge that week and she kind of sucked it up and got on with it anyway. And then went to her judging that week and they were like, yeah, we still think it's too long. We're going to cut some more off. And just to try break her even further. And the girl was just like, I'm not doing it. No, like I, I've given you all my hair. Like, um, and they sent her home. Like, that's not ethical, like, though, is it? Like, just pushing, pushing, pushing. Push like, in the same way that, like, Love Island has been criticised for that kind of thing of, like, like, this is on another level, like, in terms of that kind of, like, because there, there is an argument of, like, yeah, we're sure it's telly, like, they have to do that. And then, obviously, you have to consider half of them aren't in on it. Do you know what I mean? Like the production team probably knows it's TV and that it's not real or whatever in that sense or whatever. But a lot of the contestants have come out and been like, it wasn't a great experience. And like, it was very tough in that regard, like kind of not being listened to and having those cameras everywhere where you're having a very raw reaction to something. Yeah. Um, it, like even to watch the clips back, you know, it must have, it looks like absolute mental torture. And a lot of them are screaming and a lot of them storm off and a lot of them just quit. A lot of them quit when they're in the bottom two and they're saved and they're like kind of wishing it was them being sent home and then they just quit on the spot. Um, It's grim. It is really, really grim. Do you want to hear what some of the people I asked on our Instagram, what their most Yes. Oh my God. Now to say, yeah. So many. Look how many we got. You guys, you guys really dug deep She's Breda's frantically fingering through the list here now. Um, I, I was the same. Like it was just like endless, like endless suggestions of people being like, "You have to talk about this. You need to talk about this." Like it was just like, and I know it is a lot of seasons. So like, there's obviously it's easy to pick moments, but I feel like no TV sh- series should have this many moments that could be considered. One dark. of these would cancel. One one of these moments would cancel a show now. Like yeah. if any of these happened on Drag Race, it would Drag Race would be over. 
Yeah. Like even the hint of what like that sherry pie controversy nearly destroyed them. Like, um, yeah. So I just asked, what what did I ask? What are your America's Next Top Model most outrageous memories? I don't think that's good grammar, but you get what I mean. Um, they told a gal her African inspired clothes were ghetto. The the time they bull the time they gave a girl the bulimic model theme for her photo shoot and the time, oh that was that was and the time they told the gal her African inspired clothes were ghetto. <laughs> that is bad. Like sorry, that photo shoot where they basically for anyone who doesn't know it was like a photo shoot where they had to model or like portray different eating disorders. Like, and this is what I don't get, right? So obviously, and again, I'm going to put this to you because you work on TV and like, I'm not saying that, like you've obviously worked on shows that aren't necessarily to the scale of uh, what I imagine America's Next Top Model is. Like, <laughs> how many, I know, sorry, hateful. Like, like, but how many people does that have to go through before it's like, uh, before someone is like, mm, or like, like, how many people did it go through where no one was like, this isn't great, like this shouldn't be, especially when you're already talking about a TV show that is about modeling, like already could be argued, like portrays like very um, a negative, ide- like body ideals and whatever and encourages bad behavior when it comes to eating and aesthetics and stuff. I just, I and this is the tip, I'll let you carry on, but I do think Tyra Tyra was obviously at the helm. She was an executive producer as well, as far as I know, and a creator. So she would have had to sell a lot of this to the network to get them to sign off on it. But I feel like that woman could sell. Like she can put a story to anything. She could like, she'd be like, I had it, you know, and she'll just, she'll find a reason to make it sound plausible. Yeah. Because she does for a lot of these things. Um, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think everyone has seen that gif or that clip of Tyra basically screaming at that girl. What is the context of that clip? Yeah, you know? I was going to say, because the context is so bizarre. So the two girls get sent home. They both okay. go over to say their goodbyes to the rest of the girls. And one of them goes over. She's kind of like crying. She's a bit sad. The other girl goes over and she's like, oh, who wants to hug me first? And she's kind of like, kind of skitting a bit like, but I'm still not like, not like I wouldn't have said anything was wrong with it. And mm. Tyra's just like watching them say their goodbyes and she's like, okay, come back over here. And she's like, I've never seen anyone be so disrespectful in my life. Like this whole competition must have been a joke to you. She's already sent the girl home. She was like, and then it goes on to like, your granny, your grandmother got her lights cut off so she could buy you a swimsuit and all this. And it's like, let the girl leave. Like you just kicked her off the show and now you're like screaming at her because yeah. she's not giving you the reaction you want. You want her to cry and you want her to be sad that you kicked her off, but she's not giving you that. And now that's what, um, triggered her temper which is just mm. Tyra is so problematic um, Lisa wearing a diaper oh that doesn't sound like a good one do you know that one? I think that girl had a drug problem I th- and I think like the sad thing is I'm pretty sure she's relapsed since yeah she said and of course she's a user again now um, oh grim making Kenya try and lose weight um, I watched this clip earlier. There was a girl called Kenya. She, they like had this whole storyline for an episode where she kept going back to the breakfast buffet and like filling up her thing. And she's like, "Oh, I comfort eat when I'm stressed," but like she was still like stick thin. And then she had a photo shoot that that day, and they were like, "We're gonna give you all." So this is the week after the Seven Deadly Sins, and they'd given her gluttony in the Seven Deadly Sins. The week after, they were all gonna portray different animals, 
she, they gave everyone like a sexy like fucking fawn or something and they gave her an elephant and they told her to portray an, portray an elephant um in a, like a belly top and then when they went to judges critique or whatever they told her it never took so like it, it was the most airbrushing they've ever had to do on a picture on her stomach and oh the more i hear about this the more i just want to flip a table i know and they their whole thing was like we know we don't want to say like models like modeling is only an industry for skinny girls and all this but like realistically if you don't fit in the clothes it's not the industry for you and it's like that is it's like dark like and that was actually i don't know if anyone follows i'm going to bring up the messages so i can read them properly but beyond again like the specific examples like it as a show as a concept I really think that they liked to think that it was really progressive because obviously you have like, like a black woman hosting, you have like a predominantly queer judging panel most of the time or like creative executives when you have Jay Alexander and Jay Manuel. But like at the same time, like you're watching a competition that, and I know there was one episode where, and someone voice messaged me about this, there was some girl auditioned and she was like very obviously very thin. And Tyra was like, we can't, we can't let you in or like we can't put you on the show because you like you embody everything that like is wrong with modeling or like you would be a bad representation of what modeling is whatever blah 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 so like probably from that perspective you look at it and they're like yeah it was so progressive for its time but at the same time you're still watching these incredibly like thin women like be told statements like this and like over and over again and you're watching that as a 12 year old and I'm sure I can only think of the other 12-year-old teenagers watching this being like, I don't even remotely look like her, so I must be like James and the Giant fucking Peach next to her. Yeah. And that's what Sharon Levy wrote to me. And she said she used to be bed into it. She watched some of the old episodes recently. And she said she couldn't believe how much, like, how much stuff she ingested, like, unconsciously about body image. She said she's kind of always been, like, heavy in inverted commas. Um, but at 15, 16, to watch these tiny women being told they were too fat or that they were wrong for certain campaigns was such a bad image. And she said, like, and then we'll get into it as well, but, like, that era of reality TV, like, had obviously no plus-size women. And, like, it was just, I think it just so wasn't good for women and children who were already so vulnerable in how they felt about themselves. So, like... I just think they have a Tyra and that whole team have a lot to be responsible for in terms of that. Like yeah. it's the stuff you'll absorb like via osmosis from watching that stuff that you probably don't even realize. And as I said, I'll get into it with some of the other examples of shows that I would have watched rel- religiously in comparison to this. Yeah. But, um, but even like to, watching it back now, you're like, Jesus, if she's considered fat, like what am I? And it's like the skinny model, even though like. But yeah. And that was the thing. And I, yeah, and I and I had a conversation with my group chat at home, my friends from Cork, and I was kind of like, "Was it? I mean, was it progressive?" And Kim Kim McCarthy, my friend, was basically like, "It only became like progressive again in inverted commas, probably because it had to when you consider the fact that like they kind of started letting in plus size, and again, the size of the plus size models, I'm not even sure they'd be considered plus size now. They're like probably straight sized in the grand scheme of things, and the whole thing of like." having the having women compete against men do you know like I think they liked to see themselves as being very forward thinking and look at what we're doing in comparison to other tv shows but like they were all the same and they were all 
like every version of it was just as bad as the last in my opinion yeah you're not gonna like this either um if you thought any of that was bad so they did have um their first transgender contestant called isis do you remember isis i know the name but i can't uh, <laughs> not from this yeah from this I, uh, anyway. oh yeah sorry I'm aware <laughs> I've heard of them I've heard of them, <laughs> I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah yeah um so she was like actively bullied on the show by the other girls and it was like a storyline there was like clips of her I actually remembered it watching it back her in the pool and the other girls refused to get in the pool with her um I just wrote down some quotes like these are really bad they called her a, they referred to her as a he she they said damn Isis you need to shave when she was trying to mid like trying to there was like a photo shoot where she's in like a booth or something and all the girls are behind the booth trying to throw her off and distract her. And that was the challenge. And they're all like making dry, like comments like you need to shave. Um, you're sweating so much. Da, 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 da. Um, one girl said, I'll be damned if I let a drag queen win this competition. Um, and in reality, she's a man. It's it, like, and that all went to air. Like that was, they were all like plot points. Like it was... Yeah, I hate to see what was said off air if that's what they put out. Um, it's really, really, really grim. They um, someone else said Niall Demarco, who was blind, being forced to model in the dark. I actually don't think he was blind. I think he was deaf. He's not blind. He's deaf. Yeah, yeah. He's also the most beautiful man in the world. Oh yeah. gosh, he is divine. Also. That is grim though. Taking another sense away from him. Not ideal. Yeah, not great. Like, yeah, no, no. No. Um, do you remember the girl who cheated on her boyfriend and had to ring him and tell him all about it and they filmed the whole conversation I do remember that that, that was, was that was dark not, okay it's not iconic but like <laughs> I don't even know I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the light where I can get it Um, I'm reading these backwards I'm going to go to the bottom Um, when Tyra pretends to faint and then is and then is like it's acting weak <laughs> like Oh my god. I genuinely thought she fainted during that. She got away. Like the stuff that she got away with is unbelievable. She is insane. And then there was another girl, Rebecca from season five. She actually passed out while they were like judging her or whatever. Her eyes just like rolled back into her head. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? I just looked at my own question box and my brother wrote it and goes, should be a show about making a new yogurt drink at Ambassador America's Next Yacht Model. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm going to be pissed all over our show. Um, America's, you want to be on Yacht <laughs> Yeah, there was a girl that like basically just had a seizure while they were judging her in season five. She just like her eyes rolled back in her head. She literally felt completely back. And then oh, Ty- Tyra is like like has like wet cloths and she's kind of cold. Like they have the paramedics and Tyra on the ground with her, which really upset of course, me. yeah, of course, yeah. And then I, afterwards, Tyra goes walks back into the room to the rest of the girls and says, "Hands up if you were scared." And they all have their hand up, and she's like, "I was scared too." And she's. She's, they just go on with the judging then I think I sorry I remember, I remember being like I was scared too like what? yeah and they just send your one off in an ambulance and they just carry on with the judging it's just so bizarre um the makeshift beard as far as I am aware when I never watched the seasons with men in it but they made a guy get a beard weave which sounds horribly painful 
I don't even want to think about that. Jesus. Because you'd have to have a beard to get a beard weave anyway, wouldn't you? And it would obviously look like carpet. I will say as well, no, like, no white person should be getting a weave. Like, on the record. I don't know. And that's all I think. There might be exceptions. Who? I don't know. I just feel like that's a big statement. No, they shouldn't. What about about ones like... uh... No. Okay. Because <laughs> no, you're looking at me like I'm about to say something bold, and I don't even know. Because you, you might no, be I'm like. Saying. Um. Do Um. Listener Rachel Eustace wrote to us and said, "Not a memory, but my sisters and I were obsessed with it." And she said in brackets, "Probs a bit too young." We used to play in America's Next Top Model, so I was Miss J and Tyra, and we would take photos, print them, and do eliminations. That sounds That's incredible. I wish my sisters were old enough yeah. to do that with me. Can and you smize? Can you I smile? like the eyes, so not well. Am I doing it? This is an audio, an audio medium. Yeah. I don't even. I, don't, I, don't I think I'm doing. I'm just doing Miller's eyes, like. <laughs> One going each way. Uh, Pamela Joyce also got on to us she was a huge fan and she sent us on her iconic moments when they told Kenya she was getting fat Shandy cheating on her boyfriend this one I had put into a place in my brain and actively tried to forget about and it was when Michelle got a flesh eating bacteria infection which it wasn't it was impetigo which I feel like most people have had in their lives have you had impetigo? what the hell is impetigo? I had impetigo as a child and my brothers called me Shrek for a couple of weeks. It's like, a, like you used to get it. I remember my brother got it on his elbow. You'd pick it up off the desks in school. It was just like a bacterial infection that like you, it picked, you picked it up. Kids used to pick it up a lot in school, like ringworm and stuff. Nothing serious anyway, yeah. Nothing yeah, serious. this one. You had like, a, like I got a scab over like a part of my nose. But it, yeah, like, I got a lot of... I, I was I was just gonna say this that one came in a lot as well about like how, but it was also how the girls kind of convinced her she had it and were like hateful towards her about it. You're one no, who got was, the impetigo. So the the girl who got it was Michelle and she went to the doctor and got impetigo or whatever. Told her she had impetigo and told her gave her antibiotics or whatever. But then there was another girl in the house that had shared makeup with Michelle and she's like going around the house like scratching and scratching her face and all the other girls are like, oh my god, you shared makeup with her. You have the same like flesh eating bacteria and all, which is just maybe she did, but like it's they sold it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. To be a way darker thing than it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Number four, Danielle coming out of hospital and getting up on an elephant and killing it. I don't know what that is, but it sounds incredible. Um, and the girls crying. About well, not not incredible for the elephant. But... No, how would you kill an elephant? I don't even know. Um, do you remember Shona Stuff wrote to me and said one of the first winners or finalists, uh, Adrienne, Adrienne, who went on Big Brother and showed her crazy? Do you remember? No, that? almost been Big Brother yeah. US, was it? Could have been, yeah, actually, in fairness. I feel like we'd know if she was on Big Brother UK. Um. Yeah, and then you was it you? Who was yeah. it? Who Danny was it that had the gap in her teeth? Oh yeah, so Danny Evans was the winner of cycle six. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember her. I just looked into this when researching, obviously, um, and she on season six, as far as I can tell, she had a gap in her teeth. Right? She and knows it was, when it's coming at the start yeah. of the season. And she was encouraged by the team or whatever to get the gap closed, right? And that is one of the clips that's been going viral lately. Um, so she made an Instagram video basically responding uh, to the clip that's gone viral um, in which she explained that all of the girls in her cycle went to the dentist um, and the dentist apparently repeatedly asked her if she wanted to close her gap. She said initially she refused saying she used to cry and ask her man for braces. They couldn't afford braces. Um, said her to her two grandmothers had gaps and she was like, they're queens. I learned to love and two accept. Two grandmothers had gaps. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Um, oh, then she was like, she went on and was like, Tyra never explicitly told her to close the gap. Um, and she kind of realized when she was on the show that herself and Ken Mock, who's the co-creator of America's Sex Not Model, she kind of coughed that like they were basically doing it to make drama for the for the TV show, basically. And she said, in that moment, the 19-slash-20-year-old Danielle uh, stood there realising that it was my one-way ticket out on this side or keeping my gap on this side and going back to Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where she's from. I was not going to allow something that is physical on my face to stop me from getting out to make a better life for myself. Um, she said she wasn't upset about Tyra's comment about me not being able to model with Gap. I wasn't tired about Miss J's comment about leaving Gap wide I about leaving the Gap wide open for the next girl. All of that was trivial to me. I've heard it all before. What I was tired about was them trying to play me and making good for TV. Uh, however, me now understanding the comments and the way that it created another girls who saw that. This is why this post is being made because I want to address all of those young girls. So she's had her say on it. I explicitly remember a girl getting a gap shaved into her teeth in a late, in, a, in another season and I can't find it anywhere online but they were like you have a small gap if we widen that a bit you'd be so editorial or whatever I don't know um and like it's did. just mad the way they go with these trends as you said like it's so hypocritical they just make it up for telly like like you said um, yeah mad there was another one another dark dark challenge where a girl found out that one of her best friends from high school had died um, and the very next day they put her, they put them in the van and they drive them to their challenge but they never know what the challenge is going to be and this one they literally drove her to a graveyard um, told her she was going to have to do a photo shoot eight feet down in a coffin in the ground <laughs> literally like the day after she found out her one of her best friends had died um, 
it was yeah just... that was the quick that was the clip i saw for me around on tiktok and it is just grim i do think like if it was the way it played out in the show she got the call like the night before they'd gone out to a nightclub she got home and found out like late enough that night because they'd been out or whatever and the next day was the shoot so if they had if they did throw it together to like make it a plot point it would have been thrown together very very fast i do feel like it was just bad timing on that challenge probably hopefully i really don't think i really hope they weren't that i don't know yeah sorry i will clarify on danny she didn't fully get the gap closed but she did get like she did close it a small bit if that makes sense and you can kind of see it in her teeth now that there's like a there's a tiny gap but not major and she went on to win she did yeah cycle six spoiler alert for anyone who's watching along there are so many more that i'd be ages come to we could we could be here genuinely all day i think we've mentioned most of the main ones but i think it's important to also address the fact that tyra and ken mock have both come out since and addressed it because i kind of think like they didn't really have a choice it was going so viral and tyra tweeted been seeing the posts about the insensitivity of some past America's Next Top Model moments, and I agree with you. Looking back, those were some really off choices. Appreciate your honest feedback, and I'm sending so much love and virtual hugs. And then Ken, Ken Mock came out and said, want to reiterate, want to reiterate what Tyra Banks said. I look at some of those America's Next Top Model moments and cringe. Just an FYI, the entire creative team made the choices in those shows, not just Tyra. So please feel free to yell at me for some of the worst moments in America's Next Top Model history. Apologies to all. Now, like I mean, Tyra didn't apologize. If you read back that tweet, Tyra does not apologize at all, right? No, and why would she? What do you, what do you mean? That's just Tyra, like. I'd be very oh, sorry, yeah. If she came yeah, out and apologized. Yeah, I like, I think she's, but I... <sighs> And I get that it's not just on her. There's obviously a team behind it. But a part of me is like, how can you... It's all in good to be like, yeah, I hear you, not great. But like to not actually use the words, I'm sorry. Like we didn't even talk about like, well, we touched on it, but there were challenges where they had to swap ethnicities. Like this was going up until one of the earlier seasons where they literally, they had people doing like blackface. And then... Even some of the later ones, right? Not saying that the earlier series is excusable, but it's because it's not. But like you're talking definitely in like probably the late noughties, early teens, where they did another challenge where they had to appear more biracial and essentially did the same thing. And I'm just why? Kind of, like, why? What is the fashion about that? I just But this don't is the know. thing, yeah. How how does that challenge anyone as a model? It just it makes it baffles. Carry on, sorry. Someone said, one of the girls said she wasn't comfortable kissing a guy because she had a past history of child sexual abuse and they made her do the shoot anyway. No, Don't like it's... Kiss a guy in the shoot, that's fucking sick. It's just, sick. The, like, there are... And again, oh, I don't know, like, I just... it. I guess that there was an age of TV and we're all really woke now in inverted commas and we all know a lot more and we're a lot less ignorant but there's a lot of me again that was like how many people were on that team and this goes back again obviously the two like 
Ken and Tyra have come out and said that or whatever. And Ken was like, it was on everyone. It wasn't just Tyra. It wasn't just me, whatever. But Jay Manuel, who was like creative, I don't know his title. I think it was like creative executive, but he's been on, he's been a judge as well. Like you'd recognize him. He left the show after cycle 18. He did, hair. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know him from that description. Um, he came out recently and he spoke to Variety about it again because like it's very viral. I will say though as well, he also has a novel coming out. Um, no, Jay, I don't. Jay did a lot of said a lot of things to a lot of people as well back in the day. I don't think he's one hundred percent innocent. Yeah, and no, absolutely. And this is the thing. So he has a novel coming out on August third. It's called "The Wig, The Bitch, and the Meltdown," and uh, like unsurprisingly, um, it's. It follow, like it's basically like a ripoff of America's Next Top Model, but it's a book, right? It's described as a cautionary tale about the seduction of fame. The novel centers around a fictional reality show, Model Muse, hosted by supermodel Keisha Cash. And the story is told through the eyes of the protagonist, Pablo Michaels, a young man who sets out to discover himself in the world of fashion in New York City. Um, features a fictional host going berserk on a contestant, which Jay has said himself. It was inspired by the infamous, like, we were rooting for you scene. And then there's like, there's pages dedicated to the, the makeover scenes. And he said himself that the makeover, that these scenes in the book might be more for ratings as opposed to truly benefiting the model. But anyway, in regards to these viral clips that have come out, he's basically come out and said, look, me and Tyra actually don't like speak that often. And we haven't spoken in a while. Like he said, there's no beef. Like he had an Instagram up for as recently as like April 29th that he's hashtag like women, woman crush, woman crush Wednesday. So again, as you said, it would lead me to believe that he's just trying to be like seen to be something that he isn't. Yeah. But he said that he felt too scared to like come out and talk about certain scenarios, like especially the one where they had to swap ethnicities. And he said many times when you're working in an environment like that, you have to listen to your executive producers. And ultimately the two voices at the top were Ken and Tyra. And he said that himself and other producers like made several objections about several things. And ultimately, they were disregarded. Um, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you mentioned this. Uh, he one incident that he highlighted was a moment during cycle five when Kim, an openly gay contestant, came in and basically said that she wanted to like own who gorgeous. She yeah, she's like so own this butch and just stunning. She's kind of like Ruby Rose. Like wanted, yeah, wanted to own this like LGBT energy that she had and just be very out and proud, right? And Tyra basically told her she'd need to tone down her queerness if she wanted to succeed as a model. And Jay said that he was in the room. I was sitting next to her. I remember feeling a little uncomfortable. He said he could see Tyra trying to draw the parallel and what she was trying to illustrate. I could not tell you what she was trying to illustrate with whatever point she was trying to make. But anyway, um, he said he was confused by it. He said they basically asked the girls to come into the room and the producers remind them before they come in, like, you need to tell them who you are. Like, you're not just a pretty face. You have to have a discussion about who you are as well. And said they're kind of like coached to speak their truth. And then for Tyra to turn around, he said it seemed a bit unfair and that you could see it on Kim's face that she's like, wait a minute, I was told to be authentic and say everything about myself. And now you're telling me not to say this, like, which is yeah. it? I feel and like that's, said, goes, that's a common theme throughout the show. Yeah. He said he was so, so, so uncomfortable with the race off episode, as I said. He said it was never scripted for my intros. Uh, he didn't know that that was the way it was going to be set up because I think it was, I think the shoot was actually around a Got Milk campaign and it oh, was, was yeah. the girls had to like hold baby dolls or whatever. And then he said the layer of swapping races was something that I remember being added in a pre-production meeting. And 
like he said initially I didn't speak up I was slightly horrified I'm bi- I'm biracial I grew up identifying as black my parents grew up under apartheid in South Africa so to me with understanding our own country's history and race I thought we're really doing this so like it's not great now to be honest and he all I think I he think did Kim went on to win did she I'm not 100% sure you may check that I really remember her I feel like she might have won yeah now I will say right I have no idea what it's like to work in under a production like that I have no idea what Tyra Kenner like his bosses I I like for all I know and I do believe probably that that work environment and what they were trying to do with that show that kind of discussion would never have been allowed or never be entertained and then at the same time there's a cynical part of me that thinks it's as you said it seems very opportunistic with the clips that are going viral, with the fact that he is a book out. A part of me is just like, were you not really willing to speak out? Or did you also think it was just okay of the time? Do you know? And it was yeah. okay for the sake of creating drama, do you know? Um, he also did, he's done an Instagram live stream recently where, so obviously at the end of like the challenges, like Tyra is a certain amount of uh, photos from the photo shoot that they did, right? And like, in the envelopes and then whoever gets a it, that's right isn't it whoever gets a blank envelope goes home sorry which part that it kind of depends on season well like generally that's how most episodes would end she would have like oh, there's oh like, sorry so she has so say there's like eight girls left she will have seven photos yeah that's her, what i mean yeah 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 so anyone who like whoever's photo she doesn't have goes home yeah well jay is saying that after every photo shoot as the creative director, he would choose the top four photos from each girl's photo shoot, put a heart on the one he believed to be best, give the photos to Tyra, and then he used to talk to Tyra about the photo shoot. But he's also alleged then that he was surprised because like often Tyra wouldn't pick one of the photos that Jay chose. Um, although said that he didn't know if it was Tyra or production who did it. So maybe it was someone else from the team. And he also he didn't know why. Um, and he also said, like, Tyra's come out. And said that she looks through everyone's entire film. He said that's not true. He said he would rate the girls' films from five stars to one. And Tyra would only look through the films that Jay ranked five, three or four. Saying there was no point going through the two or one star films. Especially since Tyra didn't have the time. So there's some behind the scenes tea for you allegedly. Obviously can't confirm any of this but interesting. What a woman. Kim came fifth on her season in cycle five I think. She's justice for Kim. Justice for Kim. That's all I'll say. All right. I think she's acting now, which a lot of them are. Um, yeah. Do you have anything on... Uh, I have like the five most successful models that have come out of it, but they aren't necessarily models anymore. Um, There's loads. Like there's loads online. Generally, I feel with these, like it's the epitome of your 15 minutes of fame because everyone in the world watches it, or watched it at the time. But now I genuinely couldn't remember any of their names watching it back. Yeah. Even more so than X Factor or any of those. Like it's. Um, oh, I, co- I literally like identified out of mind with these girls. Yeah. And, uh, and boys. So Fatima Syed came third on Cycle 10. She is now a very famous model. Um, she's done runway shows for Ralph Lauren. I can't say. Er- is it Hermes? 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 Er- Hermes? Oh god! Um, I... These are all French. Betsy Johnson. Betsy Johnson is French. 
I love Irvay that song. I'm just reading out the ones I can say. Irv, uh, I, is Irvay, Le, Irvay Leisure? I don't know. It's the bandage dresses anyway. He does the bandage dresses. Irvay Leisure, yeah. Face of Spring 2012, Irvay Ledger campaign. Irvay Ledger, come in for your dinner now. <laughs> the, she's a Somalia-born model who has landed high-end runway shows consistently. She has an impressive portfolio despite placing third. Um, and she's it just says here, Peeper taking a ride in Michael Kors' private jet. No thanks. <laughs> I will not Peeper, thank you very much. <laughs> Um, Lisa D'Amato do you remember Lisa I feel like I don't know if, if Lisa I feel like there was one Lisa who's not doing great I hope, really hope it's not her and it hasn't taken a turn for the worse anyway she now models she was no there's a different Lisa so she came 6th place on cycle 5 and she won no it's the same Lisa anyway I'm just going to read it she won the all-star season cycle 17 she's doing um, her best alright she's doing her best addiction is well not a good point, thing I, don't know what she's doing now um she modeled for guests old navy barneys she did uh, runway shows for diane diane von furstenberg and alison olivia she had a song which played on entourage um she also <laughs> featured on celebrity rehab with dr drew i don't know why this is in my okay book. stop reading stop reading i didn't write this um yeah so she, was, she did well in her mu- music as well um good for her Eva Marcel, you know, everything is French. Uh, she won cycle three. She modeled for DKNY and Apple Bottoms. Um, she is now an actress or was an actress for, she said, roles on like The Young and the Restless and other like bits like that. Um, yeah, yeah, Da Costa came second on cycle three. She's had small roles in Ugly Betty and All My Children um, and a few other things. She got. Um, she got recognized. I can't remember what the award was or not the nomination, but she played Whitney Houston in a Lifetime TV movie about her biopic. Okay. Which is class. She got to yeah. Whitney. The dream, yeah. And she did really well. And number one, Annalie Tipton, who I did not realize, I didn't realize why I recognized her face because she's an actress now and you would definitely have seen her. She's in Crazy Stupid Love. She's the babysitter or the daughter in, in Crazy Stupid Love. With the big lips, okay. big eyes. Yeah. Um, she was on Cycle Eleven. She came third, and she's just uh an actually really good actress right now. Good for her. She's in Warm Bodies as well, and the Green Ho- Green Hornet home. Um, did you watch? Just because it reminded me of shows in the same vein. Did you watch Ten Years Younger? Ten Years Younger. Yeah, that's ringing a bell. Is that the mirror? Was there a mirror in that? No, wasn't it? I think they would have. They brought the mirror mirror out onto the street and they were like, guess what age this person is? Yeah, why would they they put them in a. Sorry, not a mirror. They put them in a glass box on like Oxford Street and they get people walking by to be like, guess what age this man is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would they bring a mirror? Because then you'd be like, guess what age this man is? And they'd be like, well, myself. um, Like. Personally, um, I am twenty five. Um, yeah. So it's whole. It was hosted by Nikki Hamilton Jones, and it was basically, as you said, it was usually. I'm pretty sure more often than not, it was a woman nominated by her friends and family, being like, she could really like, she's looking absolutely haggard. We sort her out, and they put in the UK. No, this <laughs> is not as wholesome as fashion fashion. Um, 
as you said, they bring them out into like a glass box or it'd be like a cardboard cutout and they'd survey a hundred people and they'd ask them how old they thought the woman was. And then they'd get like an average from that and they would try their best to like bring it down like as like lower than their own age but like 10 in years, ideally <laughs> yeah ideally 10 years yeah so like with the help of experts the participant of the show was given a complete makeover and attempt to make them look 10 years younger partially through plastic surgery um at the then yeah at the end of the show this happens again to see the results the program regularly makes use of cosmetic surgery which has attracted criticism from some quarters like you'll see clips of it the whole time if any of you follow like those like love of huns instagram accounts or anything or like it like they Oh, I'll try and find some clips and I'll see if I can put them up on our own socials or like at least linky to them because some of them are just so bad. Like you'll have it and it'll be like the the narrator will go through like all the procedures that the person had to get done to be at this point. And it's just... Oh, yeah. And it's like... And I'm like... Botox under their eyes. They got a nose job. Botox, facelift, filler. Yeah, like it's like hair, body, face. Like it's just (laughs) ridiculous. And I was... I was bet into this show's child. I was like, yeah, yeah. Get her age down, like t- stay to that hideous old woman. Like it's ridiculous. The Swan was another one that came up and Sharon Levy, that was another one that she pointed me towards. Did you watch The Swan? No, the only reason I know The Swan because Amanda Byron presented it, didn't she? Yeah. So I don't so, think I've ever, I don't think I ever saw it. It was an American reality show was broadcast on Fox, but like it was originally on, like it would have been broadcast over here on TV3. Um, first aired back in 2004. I basically followed two women each week and they were given extreme makeovers, transforming them from ugly ducklings into swans. Um, Amanda Byer posted it and th- she led like a panel of experts in cosmetic surgery, personal training, life coaching, therapy and dentistry. Um, and they developed this plan to transform each contestant in the hopes that they would make it to the swan pageant in the finale. To get there, though, they would literally have to go through, like, complete facial transformations more often than not. So, like, dozens of surgeries, weeks of personal training, hours of life coaching to turn them into swans. And then at the end of each episode, the two women would find out who would go forward to the pageant based on their growth and achievements. Or how hot they were. Growth based on titty growth as opposed to anything else. Yeah. Um, at their time in the show and then nine women made it through to compete in the pageant which included a formal round like any kind of normal pageant whatever and then it was judged by Miss USA winners model management executives and fashion industry insiders the winners of the pageant um and the show they ended up getting like mo- a modeling contract and gifts from corporate sponsors but in season two they changed it because they obviously tweaked like the criticism and it was replaced with a contract as a spokesperson a spokesperson for what I'm not sure but um, and similarly in the way the contestants of America's Next Top Model have come out uh, Lori Arias who was on the second season of the show she came out in 2013 and said like the experience had a lasting effect on her said she suffered unresolved complications as a result of the surgeries and felt her mental health worsened after her appearance in the show which brings me to my final question because I know you're giant to out too many bad icons, but I thought it came up like twice in my own question box and I thought it was interesting the phrase sorry, on that did you ever oh, yeah, watch sorry. Plain Jane on MTV? No, I heard of it, but... It was basically I... similar enough, but they got, like, girls who were considered Plain Janes and they'd give them, like, who were, like, secretly in love with someone in their life, but they didn't have the confidence to tell them. So they'd give them, like, makeovers yeah. and then they'd, like, fly them to Italy. They'd fly out, like, the person they were in love with to Italy and they'd set them up on a blind date where the person would come out all made over and they'd have to tell them how they fe- felt. And it rarely ever worked out. Like, um, 
but it was just sorry how how are how are you not as the other person on the plane being like why (laughs) a great opportunity i'm so lucky how do you not be like something's a boat here the same plane i'm sorry someone actually said as well there was one series where they based it out of london or they were on about basing it out of london i just remember this sorry and america's next model i should say and it was like around the time of the bombings in london as well so like flying back to america but they just pretended that they were in london for the rest of the series oh i don't know might have looked into that one a bit more anyway i want to pose my Sorry, yeah, probably your question. Your, your qu- my question to you, and I, th- I thought it was an interesting phrase, and it's come up twice, that said, we're looking at like a show from the noughties. We're looking at a show from the 2000s with 2020 glasses and that it's not fair. And someone made the comparison that in the same way that there's a lot of discussion around Friends at the minute, or not at the minute, but like it comes up that like, oh, like Friends is really problematic, blah, blah, blah. Like... Should we should we be criticizing it now? Like, is that a fair thing to say? I'm gonna say no, because yes, we are looking at it through 2020 glasses, but that doesn't mean that like we can't and we can't acknowledge that what happened in the 2000s wasn't great. Like, sure, there's nothing we can do about it now. And there were aspects of America's Next Model that were very entertaining, but at the same time, that doesn't mean it's absolved of criticism. And as you said, like, there's nothing Tyra and Ken can do now. Like, I, I still think Tyra should apologize, personally. But I think I think that expression is a lazy way of trying to justify it or trying to make excuses for it. Like, I mean, and I'll put my hand up. Like, I haven't always been the most woke person and I haven't been perfect or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I still think you can look back on something and be like, that wasn't great. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? I just thought it was an interesting phrase. The way I think that... I think it depends on the show. Like, I do think with Friends, you kind of have to give it some leeway because it's not like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Well, sorry, the point, the point I'd make about Friends as well, Friends is fiction. This was fiction and they were just doing their best to make people laugh at the time. I know it's still not an excuse, but also I don't think anything they did was ever seen to be wrong at the time. Whereas, no, and I was like intentionally trying to torment people like, yeah, and to be honest, like, I don't think Friends is a fair comparison because I think you'd have to take another one of these reality shows because, like, again, I would say Friends is fiction. Friends had some ropey scripting at times. I don't think they ever went as far as some of the stuff that we've just recounted on this episode. Like, and again, we could literally do another episode going through, like, stuff that, not even stuff that, like, stuff that was just in pure, pure, pure bad taste. Like, yeah. And you can, if you just look up America's Next Top Model meltdowns, you will see just how like mental, the mental toll it took on the contestants. Yeah. That they were with, and that all went to air. I'm sure there was 10 times more that they just couldn't put on the show. But like, it was, I don't know. It was just, they were pushing them to their limits. They were doing, it was all intentional. They were kind of trying to piss everyone off. I don't know. I don't know why people didn't stop and realize it at the time, to be honest. We were only kids. We were only kids. That is the thing. Like, I, I, anyone who's like, God, oh, I loved it at the time and now I look back and I feel bad. Like, don't. Because as I said, like, a lot of us didn't know any better. But at the same time, we know now. So we can, like, I think it's important to have an honest conversation where it's like, yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah. And we, like, we can move yeah. on. Because there's nothing to be undone. Unfortunately, like, those girls that go through it and, like, it lives on now. So... 
Yeah. Like, if you compare it to, like, The Simpsons, which has run for so long, that has definitely had some problematic themes and episodes back in the day. But, like, because it's now in 2020, it's, like, doing its best to write yeah, well, if, yeah. the audience. So, like, and the fact that, that it took if, out Apu and all, like, yeah. Yeah, so you'd hope that in, if, like, Friends or American Sex Bottle or anything that was problematic in its day was, is running now, that it just wouldn't, they wouldn't obviously be as problematic now. They yeah. Would like, does that make sense? Probably not. Kind of, yeah. I get what you're trying. I get what you're trying. Like to you're say. writing for your audience at the time. No, and that's what I say as well. Like, and like I will say that drama, like the makeover episodes. I'm like, yeah, that was at the time because it was like, let's let's stir as much shit as possible. We have to make this like a really outrageous, like reality show it like it needs to be almost like a caricature or like an exaggerated uh portrayal of what the modeling world and what the fashion industry is like yeah like even if you do you remember any of those ridiculous runways where they're in like the hamster balls or they're made yeah. like foot tall heels and yeah like, that's that, not realistic like but yeah that, great television yeah that i can be like that the, runways. yeah there was an there was an appetite for that as an audience. Was it right? Probably not. Looking back on it now, but I would draw a line at like any of the like obviously like racist and like that's not transphobic, fat phobic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Some of what they did was really bad. Some of it was just mildly bad that we would have let go if there wasn't worse stuff. Exactly. Thank Put you. very simply, I will say, Brie Brown. Thanks. Don't do that often. Okay. What you got for me? I actually have a correction to make because I like shied it on for several minutes last week about an actress that I love. And I kept saying, everyone doesn't know her name. No one knows her name. I was saying her name wrong the whole time. Oh, so were I, was, I was saying <laughs> Linda Cardinelli. Her name is Linda Car- Card- Cardinelli. Cardinelli? Cardellini. Cardellini. Which is fine. But like a month ago, I was calling her Lisa. Um, and I thought I'd correct, like I thought I'd corrected, self-corrected, but not enough. Anyway, Linda Cardellini, not Cardinelli. Everyone go look her up. She's incredible. Um, Sorry, Linda. I'm sure you're listening. So you're going to kill me for talking about this again, but started Shit's Creek last Tuesday night. I have three episodes left and I'm kind of avoiding watching them because they're the last three ever. And apparently they get you're very You're after flying emotional. through, in fairness. Season a day. They're only 13 episodes in a season and they're only 20 minutes. We could probably do an episode on that. We, it, like, that's a, people, every time we put up the question box and we're like, what do you want to hear us talk about? Someone always says Shit's Creek and we've just been ignoring them for months and I apologize to those people. I it's know, I'm sorry. Like, it, it's, it is on the periphery of my brain because people keep being like, they're like, You've re- you would really, really like it. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm just so slow to start stuff I don't know I will I will I'm going to do an episode on it it needs to be now because like it's literally never coming back so I think we I think we could do an episode on that anytime I don't think so it'd be ideal to do it now but I haven't watched it yeah I know you just haven't watched it Um, oh god I just we could could do for Patreon and then like post it again later like we'll see we'll talk about this in the car do you want do you want to do a monologue you could do a monologue on it I've listened to that carry on Okay, yeah. second one I just wrote down bye bye minty fags because as of tomorrow bye breeze. bye breeze. I actually can't remember writing that I don't know when I wrote that um, but I'm going to make up for it yeah I'm, so I'm, 
I'm sick of you. Yeah, I did know this. I remember them saying it in January. Like, it doesn't matter to us because neither of us smoke. But... I and don't smoke. We're not, encouraged. We're not encouraging smoking, right? I think it's a good thing to you. Smoking is not a mini bandwagon. The mini bandwagon is that mental... Minty, well, the minty mini bandwagon is bye bye minty fags. Bye bye minty fags. Okay, yeah. Okay. I, do, I just really want to clarify that. Carry on. Um, and finally, we got this email in a couple of weeks ago. But I've been holding off reading it out because it wasn't timely enough. So um, I'm just going to read it out. It's from a very nice boy called Dara. He said, hi, guys. My girlfriend is a massive fan. She was front row at your show at the Sugar Club at the start of March. Currently, she's flat out working as a nurse on the rest ward in Tala Hospital with the birthday coming up. Um, he said, I don't know your recording schedules, but I know for a fact she listens to your podcast as soon as they come out. So if you could... Give Sandra Shaughnessy a shout out on your podcast. It'd be really amazing. It'd make her day after all the stress so far. All the best, Dara. And I'm not one for shout outs on this podcast, but that woman is doing the Lord's work. Sandra Shaughnessy, sorry that I mispronounced your name there, but you are an icon and a legend and we appreciate you working on the front line um, and an incredibly huge amount. You're doing incredible work and we're delighted to have you as a listener and thank you so much for coming to our live show. I hope you had fun. And we'll hopefully Yay. see fun whenever that happens soon. Yeah. But they will keep sending us emails because I'm not doing shout outs as a regular thing. That one was just special. Yeah, you will have to start paying us. Should we um, make a cameo? No, I'm only joking. We shouldn't. Um, what else do we need to tell people? The bonus episode this week for patrons yeah. is on the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah. And it's features uh, my good friend and sister Hildebrand she's yeah. not my friend depends on what day of the week it is but Sorry yeah the pod yeah um, we were delighted to have her um, it's a funny episode um, Breed has a musicals playlist coming up soon yeah to indulge in their uh, their musical I was talking to the patrons last week when you went to the toilet oh yeah quiz, and they have asked for a musicals episode so that is coming um, not soon, but not too far away. <laughs> yeah. It'll come at a topical someday. time. Maybe not tomorrow, but someday. Um, yeah, they're all on Patreon. If you want to support us there, that would be sound. We had a very successful patrons quiz as well last week. That was fun. Yeah. Was- I don't think, do I don't know if people that aren't patrons know about that. So we had a quiz on Kahoot with our patrons. If you would be interested in doing a quiz with us and maybe not signing up for the pay- for the patreon but maybe if you wanted to pay for like a once-off quiz let us know and if there's enough interest we'll do that bear in mind that we gave away a 25 euro voucher for just eat for the patreon quiz i i'd be happy to throw that in again a pack of scoobies which i need to post tomorrow at some stage i need to get Are you them sending your ones because i have ones here ready to send no the size gonna ask you you need to drop down the scoobies for me drop yeah, yeah. <laughs> i had them ready to go down today but then we didn't go but sorry, list of prizes we had for the last quiz, a 25 euro Just Eat voucher, a pack of Scoobies, a Young Offenders DVD, an unopened Robbie Brown lip gloss. I mean... It's just miscellaneous stuff from our houses. Yeah. Um, it was a cracker. And we had fun and we just drink and chat. So if you would be up for doing that, let us know and maybe we can get something organised because we're going to be off the laptop soon. People are going to be giving up Zoom and people are going to be talking to each other again and meeting people. And we need to make sure we do this before that happens. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing for the bonus episode for 
Mexico's Patreon. Yeah. No, but um, because we live close to each other, if the weather, weather permitting, we're going to record it in person in Sanilla's Garden at a safe distance. Yeah, so hopefully we will have a stunning audio quality for you once again. With added um, bird song, Dawn Chorus could never, do you know what I mean? I think it's the time of the year where we should probably thank Collaborative Studios again because we haven't done it all year. Probably. Yeah, let's thank Collaborative Studios and uh, Shane from Collaborative Studios for all that he does. We appreciate it. We have been here for too long now. Um, I have been Fnula. I've been Breed. Uh, rate reviews on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify and follow us everywhere else. We love you. Long time. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.